Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode 83 of the Reinventure Me Podcast. The dreaded social gathering, whether it's an office party or a formal networking event, we're going to give you some tips on how to work a room in this episode of Reinventure Me. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me Podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Well, Armin, buddy, old pal, we got to go to this networking thing. Yeah. I'm kind of tired. It's been a tough week. Yeah. How about you? I don't know if I want to go. It's too many people. Well, there's a lot of people there, but you know, I think it's good for us. Maybe. But yeah. uh, I'll tell you what. You be my wingman, I'll be your wingman. Sounds good. All right? I like it. Should we get this party going? Yeah, let's All right. do it. Which, where's the door? Which one is it? Uh, this one right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. There's more people in here than I thought. <laughs> How about you do all the talking and I'll stand there? Okay. Uh, who should we talk to first? Uh, the one that looks lonely. No, nah, he's got to be a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we go now? Uh, I don't know. You have to pick. Larry. Oh man, let's just go to the food line. Let's get something to eat. I like it. Maybe there's a drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's not an unusual way to begin a, a a party. Maybe you've gone to social events and you're wondering where where do I begin? There's nobody I know here. I'm by myself. You might not have the advantage of. Hanging out with Armin Asadi, the master networker, yeah, as your wingman. The master networker. <laughs> <laughs> Who's talking? <laughs> so I know that there's a number of people who've had uh, challenges, Armin. And oh, yeah. I have had them myself. Yes. There are times when, you know, I just uh, signed up for this thing. In fact, I'm going to one <laughs> on Thursday. I usually like these things, but yeah. there are times when uh, I just, if I didn't sign up for it, yeah. You know, I wouldn't have that sense of obligation. Yep. yep. Oh, <laughs> I, just, I know exactly. What I just saying. blow it off. Yep. Because even as an extrovert, there are times when you go, I don't know if I just want to even muster up what it's going to take to meet somebody and to hang out and, you know, all that stuff that goes yeah. on. Especially if it's not your type of event, it's not aligned with anything that you're doing, and it's not the type of people that you want to connect with for right. any reason. Right. So, 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 well, why just, am I here again? You're just going to go. You know, and you've gone to these, right? Where, oh, where gosh, there's just yeah. been total busts. You yeah. wonder, why Why did I even do that? Oh, you know? <laughs> and everybody that's there, there's one that I've gone to a number of occasions, and I don't exactly know why I keep going. <laughs> because <laughs> everybody that's there, they're basically there hanging out looking for a job. You know, so uh, everybody you meet's like, they're just unemployed, you know? You like encouraging people. That's why you go. I, I love the stories, to be honest. I do. Yeah. But, you know, after a while, uh, the sad tales can kind of add up, and it can be a downer. Oh, but I bet. 
We want to talk about this in today's episode, and welcome. Thank you for joining us. This is episode 83 of the Reinventure Me podcast, and I'm Larry Gates, and you... Armin Asadi. Armin Asadi is my my wingman, (laughs) and we're, we're wingmen for each other. And this is the podcast for what's next in life, so we're here to help you discover ways to reinvent your life, your opportunities, and the ventures God's called you into. And one of them is basically to get out and get going and meet people. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but... We picked a special Inspire Me quote for this episode. You want to share it? Yeah, absolutely. So it says, there are two types of people. Those who come into a room and say, well, here I am. And those who come in and say, ah, there you are. That's by Frederick L. Collins. Yeah, see, I love that. Right. I love that. You brought it up before. And I, I, I have. I've been, trying to, I've been trying to work this Inspire Me into, we're at episode 83, probably 15 different episodes I've been trying to get it's this. It's my in. fault. No, no, it's great. You know, because I think this is one of those Inspire Me quotes that has a lot to say about how we approach the same situation. We can approach it with, what do I get from it? Yeah. Or what do I give to it? Right. And we can either come and say, well, here I am. I'm the life of the party. I want you to notice me. I want the spotlight to come on me. Or we can say, where can I shine the spotlight and Mm. give my attention to? Right. Right. And so that's the whole mental picture we want to frame for you is you're getting to that dreaded social gathering, whether it's an office party or a networking event or something you don't want to go to, or maybe, you know, you go along <laughs> with your spouse because it's their office party, right. you know, you go like, I don't know anybody there, you know, don't, don't leave my side. I'll be in the corner sitting in that <laughs> yeah. left seat. Yeah. Or if the they've got the game on somewhere, I'll watch that, right? <laughs> but you know, you, you might miss out a lot of that, but the key is if you start thinking about it as a mission field, right? You're there to plant seeds. You're not there to harvest. So what can you give to the soil rather than take from the soil? Because seed planting is giving. Yeah. Harvesting is taking something from. And I think if you come into it with a mindset of, ah, there you are, Mm -hmm. it's a discovery that you're going to get more out of it than you expect, but only if you go into it with that mindset. Right. I totally agree because I think more and more, especially in this generation that we're living in, regardless if you're in business ministry or otherwise, you want to take every opportunity to build a platform for yourself. And even if you get nothing out of the conversation, other than the fact that you just learned someone's name and they learned your name and they know who you are, what you do, that you're creating awareness. Mm -hmm. And that awareness can be a very, very crucial thing for you as you continue to grow your platform for whatever reason. Well, think think about it this way, though. Most people, when they go to something, they're going to it to say, what can I get from it? It's subconsciously. We just all want to know that there's something of value to Mm -hmm. me for going and spending my time at it. So if you're the guy who's creating value for them, you're the one that's going to stand out to them. And frankly, you're going to be the one that gains the most from it. I completely agree with that. Yeah. But you know what, what ends up happening oftentimes is when we go to these social gatherings and, you know, we called this episode, how to work a room. Yeah. And, you know, working a room kind of sounds like it's a, you know, kind of a Schmoozing. shallow, slimy, <laughs> you know, you see those people that schmooze my way to the top. Right, right. Yeah, they, they measure the success of the event by how many business cards they've collected. Right, right. That they're going to do nothing with. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I got a thick, I got a thick pile. Great. <laughs> but I think we can look at it from extremes. You know, we can either say, you know, you're going to just use the room and you're trying to hyper connect, mm-hmm. but you're only judging people instantaneously and then you're going to pass over them. And I wonder how many really, truly magnificent connections get missed because it's that first impression, oh, that person doesn't have anything to offer me. Right. So I'm going to move on to the next one. Yeah, because your small talk, you learned so much about them. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. You got a title, so oh, you're not a big enough title for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Super. And so you judge people just really quickly. Yeah. You, you it is very utilitarian. Mm. So you got those people who work the room like that, which I don't think is really working the room. No, not at all. You're being that guy. <laughs> you are being that guy. And it, and it certainly isn't working the room. It might be skating the room. I don't know another metaphor here. But then you got the other extreme too, which I don't think is helpful, which is where you're withdrawing and you're standing in the corner and you're not really engaging at all. Right. Or escaping. You know, mm-hmm. you're just trying to survive. <laughs> you're right. surviving the room, not working the room. Yeah. Right. You go to a party to introvert. Yeah. Bad idea. Yeah. Well, there's good reasons, I think, and that's what we need to talk about. There's some good reasons really why you should work a room why you, when you think about a networking or a social event or something you should go out you should have a strategy for doing it not because again you're trying to mine something for yourself but because it's a great opportunity to plant seeds the very thing that you have as a gift and an opportunity to give to somebody else you can see it as a mission field yeah and when you look at it that way and you go into it that way it can change your whole demeanor about how you approach these kinds of social events. Yeah, right on. So what are some of those reasons? You know, one of the things that I think is really helpful is a guy just introduced me by email to somebody else. And he he used these terms. He goes, I'm not exactly sure how to describe Larry, (laughs) (laughs) but he's somebody you ought to meet and went on blah, 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 you know? And I kind of bristle when somebody says, I don't exactly know how to describe. <laughs> and I think I know why, you know, just because of some of the things that I'm involved in, as right. a lot of the things that I'm involved in. But one of the things that I've enjoyed in terms of getting to meet people in a social setting is because you don't have a long time to tell them who you are. Yeah. It really does hone how you think about yourself when you have to introduce yourself to somebody. Right. You know, so what is it that you are, you know? Yeah. And how do you describe that to somebody in a short phrase? You know, my name is, right. you know, it's, it's a business networking event. They want to know what you do. That's not yeah. a bad thing. That's a good thing. It gives opportunity to find common interests and build right. connections and bridges. So I think the first why to do it is you can't think of a faster way to accumulate practice on introducing yourself. Yeah. Who am I? I I think that's so crucial because the more that you can learn how to socialize and evolve your social skills in a culture that's becoming more and more socially disconnected. You said millennials are the most isolated group. Is that right? Americans in general. Americans in general. Yep. Uh, So America and China, two of the most... Isolated groups. Yep. Yeah. Socially, we take the longest drives to get to work. We spend the most amount of time in front being... of electronic devices. Absolutely. So, yeah, how many times at a party or a social event do you see people looking at their phones? Oh my gosh. Go to a predominantly millennial party. And, yeah. I, I mean, and that's all it is. You're communicating via your phone. You're showing you pictures. Might... Look at this post. Yeah. Look, I mean, your phone is your communication. You're sitting there tweeting at how great this party is, but you're not actually talking to anybody. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. But yeah, I mean, evolving your social skills is something that's, it's not a dominant part of our culture anymore. And if you are someone who knows how to carry himself, be the social butterfly, engage people, bring them into a social environment at a party, I mean, you you become that standout person because yeah. it's not like everyone anymore. Right. And, and this isn't just for extroverts. Right. You can actually be a very good introvert uh, or a, a high degree introvert and be very good at connecting with people. And especially so when you have a strategy, you can preserve your energy. Yeah. Because that's the difference. When extroverts 
are energized by people. Introverts are drained by people. And so, mm-hmm. especially if you're an introvert, you want to have a good strategy for how you manage that energy. I mean, I'd take that one step further. I would say some of the best socializers I've ever met are introverts. Yeah, I agree. They're so much better at listening. That's it. That's it. Exactly. They are focused. Mm-hmm. And when they do that, they really are able to plant the seeds that we're talking about rather than just look at how you harvest. Yeah. The harvest mentality is often an extroverted mentality. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I would say I, I don't think introverts have I don't a disadvantage. Know. Yeah, disadvantage, yeah. but they have an upper hand, if anything. Yeah. Well, another good reason to engage and lean into this is that it helps you overcome the fear of meeting people. You know, all of us have a tendency to say, I, I'll stay within my comfort zone of meeting people. Yeah. And it's like, I'm comfortable with my community. I don't need to go out and meet other people. But you don't grow yourself if you do. You know, And we've all probably grown up with, you know, don't talk to strangers. So we've been kind of conditioned that people are generally a threat. Yeah. But when you meet people, you can meet a variety of just very, very smart and interesting people. And I love to hear some of the stories of people. And that's yeah. I love I love meeting people that way. But I think one of the biggest reasons for doing this though is that your dream or your career or whatever is more likely to be advanced more quickly by someone you have yet to meet. Uh, oh yeah. than somebody that currently exists in your yeah, social circle. Yeah, can't agree more. Oftentimes the people we already know are less inclined to invest in us in a really propellant way. Right. It's the new people that have the enthusiasm. Oh, I met this person. There's law. Oh, let me introduce you to, they're the people that are going to really accelerate where right. you go. And yet they're the people that we oftentimes are the ones that we withdraw the most from. It's true. So get in, get engaged, go to these social and networking events and go in with a strategy because the more you do this, the better you're going to be. And a byproduct, really a bonus is that when you practice in these more or less non-threatening environments, yeah. it really sets you up with good skills for when you're in a more captive setting. Right. <laughs> like, like when you're at a dinner party, you know, where you cannot leave because you're sitting next to somebody yeah. that you don't know and you have to talk to for that awkward hour and a half. Right. How do you do that? But when you've got some practice under your belt with the mixers, mm-hmm. you get some experience with that. Or if you're on an airplane and you sit next to somebody, I met some fascinating people. Just oh my god! You just yeah. randomly sitting next to some terrific. It's people. crazy who you meet on a plane. It is. It is. I, I would say okay. This is maybe a side note for a minority of people, but there's those of us out there that have a negative perspective on people in general, especially in a social setting. We make assumptions that are negative that people are going to be standoffish. They're not going to be inclusive. They're going to judge. They're going to fill in the negative blank. Mm -hmm. But I think if you are that type of person, what this process can help you do is realize there's a lot of good people who are very welcoming, very inclusive, and will do a lot for you in terms of your perspective of people. And it will will actually open you up and build your confidence and make you want to engage in Mm -hmm. more conversations. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about this. Let's break it down. Let's so we're in a room. Yes. Right. And there's a bunch of people. Let's let's assume we don't know anybody. Yeah. Unless maybe we brought a, my wingman, you know, yeah. unless you're there. So we're in this room now, Armin, and there's nobody there we know. Right? Yep. So we cower Where to the we food. St- <laughs> we <went> to- <laughs> keep our heads. You down. go first. <laughs> don't look up. Just keep yeah. looking down yeah. at the food. Exactly. Go for the shrimp. Exactly. <laughs> so how do you know to break into a conversation? How do we know where to go? to start well where do you start before i open my mouth (laughs) (laughs) well i like to look for somebody who might one of the easiest and safest ways to do this basically is somebody who is also in the same predicament that i'm in Mm -hmm. so somebody that's standing alone or 
frankly, go to the food. Yeah. Go to get a drink. Yeah. You know, and you'll find there's somebody in line there. Mm-hmm. Introduce yourself to the person right next to you. The beauty of that is you both have the same common experience of at least getting food together. Yeah. And you can at least start with that. Hey, that shrimp looks really good. Yeah. You know? Or really bad. Or it? really bad. Or, you know, <laughs> I think I'm not sure what this is. <laughs> you know? I think they bought this a cup foods three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen that pickle before. <laughs> it happens often. So, you know, just that common experience of picking up food can be a yeah. great way to start a conversation. You know, to a point that you're making that I don't know anybody in this room, technology is really helpful nowadays, right? So there's these apps like meetup and whatever else that that, that that is out there that's like meetup um even facebook events or whatever it is you can just go on there and see who's going to be there ahead of time and if there's anyone you know message them ahead of time and say hey are you going there Look for me at the punch bowl <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 yeah i'll see you there and then <laughs> yeah. you have a easy way to enter that room find a person talk to them and just work your way across yeah obviously there. start with people that you know if you yeah. if you see somebody that you know and they're not engaged in a conversation or if they're engaged in what i would call an open conversation by that i mean the body language of the people they're talking to are, don't fill a fully formed circle right you know, when, when there's a full circle there, you can't really break in. But if right. it's a little half circle, a half moon, yeah. that means we're inviting other people to come in. It's easy to say hi. And you can generally tell when you walk up to somebody you know, when they make eye contact with you, whether they're inviting you to come in to right. their little circle or if they're maybe having a conversation. Usually people that are having private conversations are more apt to move to the peripheries right. and they're more apt to face each other. So mm-hmm. be just be aware of that and don't interrupt those kind of conversations. Those big conversations where you got a bunch of people that are laughing and they're very energetic, yeah. those are also not good ones to, right. because they're likely sharing a common story. You have no idea <laughs> what it is, and you're the outsider. And right. I've gone, I've done this before. I've walked into those situations and I just stand there because nobody is acknowledging me, and it's hard for me to break into that conversation because right. I know nothing about it. And I just like slowly back off and find someplace <laughs> else to go. You know? Yeah. I've been there, done that. I don't know how many times. Yeah, so look for the lull for someone either that they're by themselves or there's an opening in a conversation where you can go in and and just introduce yourself. And then use the acronym SHE. I like uh, to just think about this in in using that acronym. SHE being, first of all, smile. Okay. Because a big smile makes a... I didn't know what you were talking about at first. (laughs) SHE is smile, okay, for the S. Because when you engage with people, when you smile... It's like laughter. It triggers the mirror neuron system in our brain, Mm -hmm. and we can't help but smile back. Now, we might not give the same full force smile that we see, Mm -hmm. but our lips, our eyes, all of the indicators in our face will actually show that we're mirroring what we see. Hmm. And when you smile at somebody, they actually feel better. Okay. So start a conversation with a smile because that'll be the best way to do it. H is for handshake and give a firm (laughs) handshake. And introducing yourself, you know, mm-hmm. hi, my name is Larry, you know, yeah. and, you know, put the hand out there, give it a firm handshake. And, you know, <laughs> there are times when I mess up, I don't 
you know that awkward feeling where yeah, you don't quite get the you have hand no right. No idea what that was. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. you grab the forearm or right. <laughs> something yeah. absolutely. Your awkward. thumb goes in their <laughs> <Yeah>. sleeve. <laughs> I've had all kinds of things like that happen. I used to not do anything about that. I yeah. used to just like let it go, pretend but, like it but you know, happen. pretend it didn't happen. But you kind of feel a little bit slimy. And now anymore, I go, let me do that again. You know, I just yeah. make a joke out of it. Let's yeah. get this right. You know, I just want to. And I put the hand down there again, and usually the other person expresses relief. It's true. You know, they just, everybody loves a good handshake. And when there's a misfire like that, <laughs> you know, you kind of walk away feeling like you just got slimed. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'd rather awkward. just laugh about it rather than walk away feeling completely right. awkward about and, it. And it also breaks the ice a little bit it more totally to, just, does. Yeah. Uh, to do that. So if you're going to shake somebody's hand, here's a tip. Mm-hmm. Don't do what I used to do a lot of is I'd have a plate of food in one hand and a drink in another, oh, and then I'm trying to balance the two on one side and shake the <laughs> hand. And not, yeah, or you, you know, be careful in how you shake if you observe the other person. If they've got a full cup of coffee, right. don't give them a vigorous handshake. Right. Or you know, if their hands are full, then just offer to you know say, hey, hey. <laughs> you know, wave or something. You know, as good as a handshake. But, so the H is for handshake. The but, E. Uh, but okay, yeah, before go you go to uh, the handshake thing, I find so important because there's so many people that don't take advantage of something very, very simple in terms of working in the room. You will always stand out if you're the person who initiates the handshake. Yes. So if you look at good someone, point. you make eye contact. Put hey. Your, be the first to put your yeah, hand up. Yeah, just yes. smile, nod, and just extend your hand. Say, hey, how are you doing? My name is yep. Armin or John or whatever your name is. Yep. And just shake that person's hand. You don't even have to sit in conversation with them, but you engage them. And every time people see you do that, they know that you're a person that's approachable, that's welcoming, and exactly. that's inclusive. And yep. that in itself that's, will allow you to work in the room. That's exactly right. Sorry, keep going. No, that's good. Okay, so she, smile, handshake, and the E is for eye contact. Mm-hmm. That is huge. Yeah. If you don't look them in the eye, people judge the sincerity and trustworthiness of someone who is able to look at them in the eye. Right. That By far. Yep. And first impressions are formed instantaneously. And if you don't look in the eye, you lose out that first impression. Yeah. People, and it's really hard to recover. Yeah. People are asking weird subconscious questions like, what are you trying to hide? Yeah. Or... Well, people who look others in the eye, demonstrate self-confidence and they appear confident. Right. And Even people are more likely it. to entrust. <laughs> yeah. People are more likely to entrust themselves to somebody who they think is confident. It's very true. Now here's the rule of thumb. Look someone in the eye until it hurts and then add one second. <laughs> Just to say a thousand one, you know, that time when you go, I'm I'm looking at you and I got like, this is getting uncomfortable and then add and just say to yourself a thousand one and then you can turn away, you know, (laughs) you can give yourself a little bit of a break, but then go back to looking. If you stare at them and just keep looking at their, then that's weird. I mean, that just starts to creep people out. You know, you got to give it a little space, but generally people do not look long enough. Yeah. It isn't usually that they look too long. Yeah. It's very rare that you find somebody who's kind of creeps and looks too long. But generally, look until it hurts and then add one second. I, okay, I would add to this. This is a lesson I learned. From, well, I, won't, I don't need to mention this person's name. But when you're making eye contact with someone and you're having a conversation, don't do that weird thing where you just stare into that one eye and don't, <laughs> don't move. <laughs> you just look yeah. at this other person thinks I have something in my eye. Right, 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 right. <laughs> if you just look at one eye, it's a problem. It's so awkward. Did I tell you, when I was in high school, I dated a girl that had one brown eye and one blue eye? 
Oh man, no! I didn't that know was this. really strange. So you know, you kind of look at which eye do I want to look at? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> took two dating two girls at once. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I didn't think about it then, but I kind of think about it now. I don't know how she chose what eye makeup to put on you. <laughs> Probably wears contact lenses to even those out. Right, and then the other thing I would add to this eye contact thing: smile with your eyes. Yeah. And we all do this. We we do the fake smile to yes. look welcoming yes. or yes. look like I'm engaged. Yes. That's fine. But just be aware of your eyes. You can tell when you're yeah. smiling with your eyes. Yeah. And if that plasticky smile, smile doesn't work. Right. right. Just It makes it so much more warm. Right. And it makes it so much more engaging if you could just smile with your eyes. You know what? I'm glad you said that because that made me think back. When I was in college, I met the Lord because I went to my lobby at my school, at my college. Yeah. There was a guy playing guitar. He looked at me as I was walking through the lobby, and I was kind of interested in how he was playing because he was awesome at guitar, yeah. and I was trying to learn it. Oh, wow. So I was kind of drawn to what he was playing. I, was, I looked over at him, and he looked at me straight in the eye, straight eye contact, smiled with the eyes, just like you were saying. And, huh. and I, my initial thought, in fact, I said it to him as, do I know you? <laughs> because he looked at me as if I was a lost, long lost friend. Like yes. he hadn't seen me forever, you yes. know? And little did I know that he was there to tell me about Jesus and, you know, yes. <laughs> but that was it. When we can look at people in the eye, like, hey, you are somebody I want to meet. Right. That is a that is a great sign of success. If you could do that and someone says, do I know you? You know you just nailed that. You look. just nailed it, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's the that test, story. right? Do right I know on. you, right? So and now, of course, now with eye contact now, here's the, here's the big taboo, and this is something, especially your generation. Oh, gosh. Don't look at your phones. Don't pull out your phones when you're in the middle of talking to yeah. somebody. Or worse, I think, is looking over their shoulders to whoever else is in the room and started gazing around. We call that the D1. <laughs> What's you, that mean? Have I ever told you about the D1? No. Okay, so the D1 is so Division One football, right? Yeah. When you're, say, a D2 or D3 player and the, the recruiters come out looking for you and then they see you because they think you're the best one in the crowd thus far. Yeah. And they start walking up to you like, hey, Larry, how yeah, are yeah. you? And then they see behind oh, you, yeah. oh, there's that D1 player I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Push you aside. Hey, yeah, yeah, Johnny, just, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, you just lost, yeah. You just lost the, your, your ranking in the draft, right? Yeah, yeah. don't D1 someone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. Exactly right. Okay. So now you've broken in to enter a conversation. So what do you do, right? How do you get started? That's my question for you because you're a lot more seasoned veteran than I am, but how do you engage in that conversation to start the conversation? Well, simple is best, right? Okay. Hello, my name is Larry. Small talk. That's, it's just that simple. And one of the things that I found to be very, very effective and one of the pastors that helped me long time ago basically gave me this tip when meeting new people at church, because I would meet people and I would never be quite sure if I'd already met them or not. Yeah. Or more importantly, I wouldn't know whether they had been there a long time or not. And he said, a safe question to always ask somebody is, how long have you been coming here? Mm, yeah. And you can do that at an association event, you know, so anything that has a repeated event to it, you yeah. know, like, like a church or an association meeting or whatever. You just say, how long have you been coming to this? Yeah. Oh, this is my first time. Hey, it's my first time too. Now you've got some ground or I've been here. I've been coming for five years. Really? What do you like about it? Yeah. You know, it's funny that you bring that up in the church. I work that one of the things I would always tell my interns not to do is ask, is this your first time here? 
Don't yeah. make them Don't stand. ask. Don't. Yeah. Because that's that an could backfire. It could be the elder that you're talking right. about. Plant just, the church. No. Yeah, no. Or, I founded this church. <laughs> yeah. Or it could be someone <laughs> who's first time here and then yep. you make them feel like an outcast right yep. away. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. What else? Well, you know, so how, how long have you been coming? That's to this event. And then just say, this is my first time. And find something that you like. People, again, associate positive regard to people who show positive intent. Very so true. when you say Very something true. about what you like, it invites other people to do the same. And that is a great way to get something going. So ask them about what they might like. Yeah. You've been coming here for five years. What do you like about this? this yeah. It looks like this is a pretty good place. How have you found it? Right. And that starts to get a very easy way to do that. Yeah. That's something I had to learn is I hate small talk, but you can't meet new people without the small talk. The small talk is part of the process, but just don't ask yes and no questions. Just yes. ask. Open- that, that's a great point. Don't ask yes, no questions. Yeah. yeah. Make them open-ended and think about small talk as not something to berate. It's, it's a way of forming the initial connections right. and a way for you to find areas of common interest. Yep. You have to make your way deep. Yeah. All right. Now here's the thing. When you are talking to somebody and you're engaging with them, you're yeah. using the eye contact and you find something that might be of interest to them so that you find a way to help them. Yeah. You know, Oh, you do that. I, I know another guy. Can I connect you with him? He's not here tonight, I don't think. But I'll tell you what, if you give me your business card, I'll connect you by email. Yep. That's golden. And again, oh it's gosh. back to your mission of planting seeds. Now, somebody has not had to ask for anything, even though they might have come. Mm-hmm. You've just demonstrated value to them. Yep. And they're going to remember you. That's one of the biggest keys of networking. If you're actually networking, networking is about adding value. Yeah. And, and, right. and we should point back to our networking episode. We'll have that in the show notes as yeah. well. But here's the thing. Now you get in this conversation this with somebody suck. and you this can't get out, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like already you can tell it's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, and maybe both of you are feeling a little awkward. Yep. You know, Time nobody wants, <laughs> nobody wants to be the first one to move or knows how to get out. So how bad. do you, how do you disengage? How do you, how I'm do you terrible engage? at it. You tell me, Larry, <laughs> I'm that guy that'll lay, ride it out for way too long. <laughs> well, again, sometimes the simplest things are the best. We try to make these things too complicated, but you can just simply say, Hey, I'm going to go get a snack or another drink. I'm going to reload my drink. Yeah. You know? And that's an often an easy escape to do. Now, here's the thing that I like to add to that because it softens the exit is to say, can I get you something or would you like to come along? Yeah. Because you're telling them that you're not trying to end the conversation, even though maybe you're looking for a graceful exit. And I have had very few people say, yeah, I'm going to come along with you. And right. even if they do come along with me, they usually end up going off somewhere else anyway. It's, it's just so this a simple way for both of you to gracefully exit the conversation without either of you feeling like you dumped the other. You know? <laughs> I love it. That's a graceful exit right there. Smooth. And then another strategy might be to introduce them to somebody else. If you know somebody else in the room, you know, I like to introduce you to my wingman. This is a good reason to have a wingman and oh to go gosh, with somebody. Yeah. You know, when Anna and I went to an office party for Cray, you know, she didn't want to meet a lot of people. She didn't mind meeting people, but she wanted to just have a rule with me that if it looked like she was getting too engaged with someone, that I should go over and check in on how she was doing. So the strategy was, if she needed to exit a conversation, I would come over and I would start the conversation. She'd introduce me to whoever she was talking to, and I'd ask them a few questions, just as we were talking about, (laughs) and then she would excuse herself to the restroom. I got to hit the restroom, you know? (laughs) 
And and then it's an easy way for me to disengage. Yeah. <laughs> because it wasn't somebody that I initially <laughs> met. I don't have a lot right. of vested. And now she has a graceful right. exit as well. So it's a handoff, and it's good to have a partner to do that. Sometimes you do need help from a wingman. To, hey, there's no shame in that. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Another thing that you can do is simply just say, hey, there's someone I need to catch up with before they leave, and I've got to I've got to see if I can reach them. Do you mind? Right. And simply just asking for permission. Do you mind? Yeah. Is huge. And most people are just like relieved to let you go. Oh, no, I don't mind. I mean, who's going to say, yes, I mind? You've got to stay here and listen to the rest of my story. <laughs> you know, I've got, I got another hour to tell you about, right, you know? Right. And, you know, obviously you want to be graceful and not do it like within the first 30 seconds, but yeah. give people enough time and you go, all right, that's what you need to do. I need this, man. I really needed this because I'm really terrible at disengaging. <laughs> but, I, I mean, because we're running out of time, here's what we want to do. If you're listening to this, I want to challenge you. Larry and I want to challenge you to just take any one of these tips that we've given you, whether that's how to make the initial contact, how to start the conversation, or even disengage. Pick one, you use it at the next event you're at, and see how it works out for you. And then do us the favor and let us know how it worked out for you by going to reinventure.me backslash 83. Leave us a comment in the notes and let us know how it went. Find us on Facebook, uh, Google+. Plus. Twitter. I think we're on everything. So you can pretty much find us anywhere. We're even on Pinterest. Yes. Are we really? We are. Oh my gosh. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't either. (laughs) And uh, if you like this episode, would you just do us a favor and write us a review on iTunes or Stitcher and tell your friends about it. You can go to reinventure.me backslash iTunes or reinventure.me backslash Stitcher or our, do our favorite thing, leave us a question or comments on reinventure.me or call 612-314-5447. And make it easy on yourself. Go to reinventure.me and sign up to receive our emails. Yeah, These so show easier. notes will come straight to you. You don't have to even go to the website. They'll be right in your inbox, and you can click on the link and leave us a comment very quickly. So, <laughs> Hey, thanks for joining us. I hope that you have an opportunity to go out and do a little networking, get a little social gathering in, get Ooh, your game on. And, uh, and let us know how it worked for you. Give us your tips and suggestions as well at our show page. So this is Larry Gates. And Armin Asadi. Saying so long. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi.